0: Pop culture pastor. Do you do the uh, Advent calendars, Cody? No. 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 That's a near. No. <laughs> well, why'd you say it weird? <laughs> because, like. Did you do them when you were a kid? No. Did your family do them? No. Why not? Why are you? Why do you have such an adverse reaction to Advent calendars?
1: Because it wasn't, like, I didn't know anyone that did it. Oh, we did up. it. We didn't even go to church when we I was a didn't kid. <laughs> go, we didn't go to church when I was a little kid. And then by the time we do go to church, I'm 13. And so, yeah, it, it it wasn't a thing. And, like, my sister doesn't do it. My parents don't do it for the grandkids. Yeah, um, yeah mm-hmm. no.
0: I got my kids a Funko Advent calendar that has a little marvel uh themed christmas funko in every spot in every spot so we've started doing that You get a little collectible figure my advent
1: calendar if i was to do one and i saw it online would be the die hard one where hans is falling <laughs> down <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's falling down nakatomi plaza yes yeah Um, so yeah, it really, the the Funko advent calendar, the Marvel Funko, it really has nothing to do with Jesus. So we make our four year old, we ask him every day before we do it. Now, what's Christmas about? And sometimes it takes him a few tries. He's like presents. No, uh, Christmas trees. No. And then he'll get to Jesus candy canes, (laughs) but we enjoy the advent calendar. Well, Cody, sometimes we like to talk about science. Science. We do. (laughs) Uh, She blinded me with science. Such a fun song. We get blinded with science sometimes. I think uh, one of my favorite things about science comes from a Jurassic Park quote. And science is guilty of this from sometimes. But Jeff Goldblum's character in uh, Dr. Ian Malcolm in Jurassic Park, he said, you were so consumed with whether you could, you didn't stop and think if you should. Oh, burn! And I think we have another one of those things coming up with science here. Um, last month, the White House announced a five-year research plan to study geoengineering. Now, are, fi- are you familiar with the term solar solar geoengineering? Um, no. Okay, this is wild. Okay. Uh, the idea of solar geoengineering, or, uh, it's basically shooting particles into the stratosphere to reduce the warming of the sun. Okay. So like, here's the idea. The idea is, um, for people that believe this climate, climate change is out of control. The warming of the earth is, is getting bad. So as a last resort, We're going to shoot particles of something into our own atmosphere to block the sun, to literally dim the sun's effect on the planet Earth. Cody, what do you think about that idea? You think that's a good idea?
1: So initial thoughts are
0: things tend to be cyclical. Like, we have these cycles. There's already scientists, armchair scientists yelling at you from their listening standpoints. (laughs) Um, But, B, like, so I have
1: three. B, it sounds feasible. And then, C,
0: I don't know if you should do it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, let's start with the problem. The problem is uh, climate change. And that is Mm. something that is alleged. Okay, now, not the part that climate changes. No, 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 that happens. The alleged part is whether it is, act- is, it is an abnormal part of the cyclical, you know, changing of climate. Like, here's the problem. There's no control group in this scientific experiment of observations. Because yeah. the Earth's climate has always changed over time, regardless of what we do.
1: Yeah, I mean... Um We had, when was it, the late 1700s into the 1800s, like a mini ice age in parts of the world, like very many. But, like, literally, things change. And if, let's say, we lessen the effects of the sun and then, like, a huge volcano goes off and blocks out the sun naturally, as is maybe we would have appreciated being a little bit warmer than we were to begin with.
0: Yeah. So the little ice age you're talking about was actually caused by the eruption of Krakatoa. Krakatoa. One of the largest volcanic eruptions um, in recorded history. And they say, it, they said it snowed in England in July that year. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, and it like kind of sent the world into um, a pretty bad couple of years because of the damage of crops food food production things like that and so but those historically have been the largest changers of climate when we see extreme change it's always by like a, asteroid. Vo- a a huge volcanic eruption an asteroid impact where we can like look through the data back then we can look at you know geology stratification and we can figure out man this was a bad few years for them because this asteroid hit put all that stuff up in the atmosphere it blocked out the sun and and sort of yeah like and we don't like. Here's the problem: we don't know when that'll happen. We don't. So you bring up a good point of like, what if we're dimming the dimming the sun ourselves to try and stop "quote unquote" global warming, and then a volcano a volcano eruption happens out in the Pacific, or
1: is it Yellowstone? That's a a huge volcano that yeah. could. Erupt at any moment.
0: Yellowstone's a super volcano that is, uh, you want, they they try to make like, well, it erupts once every 186,000 years. And you never know when this
1: is going to be the 186,000 years. And it's
0: been more than 186,000 years since this last eruption. But all of that is according to the observable things we can try to figure out. Yeah. So you don't know like whether any of that, um, Makes sense or whatever. It's just our best guess, which is kind of the problem with all of this is it's our best guess. And now we want to make a solution to something that might not actually be a problem. Mm. Like you got to be sure there's a problem first. You do. We'll be back. Like everyone out there I know when when I say we're not even sure there's a problem. is like mad at me like, Dave, climate change is real. And again, I'm going to say like, I know it's real, but you don't know the like, okay, here's the problem. Whenever we have a problem now, we always try to find the singular bad guy, right? We're very much hero villain oriented. And the problem is, is when we see the world in black and white. Um, we see a world that doesn't exist because first of all everything's a complex system there's much more nuance than we try to than we try to pretend there isn't and the reason we don't we pretend there isn't nuance is because it makes everything simpler so when we see climate change which is a real thing um, and we see that like you know some uh, uh, communities that are islands out you know out in the world and their sea levels rising a, a bit um we we tend to go to like well there's an evil culprit but there's kind of not here's the problem we just said earlier this morning that one of the largest producers of methane is cows yeah so if that's the problem then why do we why are we trying to get all this clean energy mm-hmm. and if 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 clean energy is the problem then why are we getting all these electric cars like you see what I'm saying like there's all these issues. It's a complex situation, and if it's all adding to the amount of these gases in the atmosphere, then are you just going to kill off all the cows? I mean, wh- what do you do? No, actually, it's just this one thing, and we need to dim the sun. See, you see where I'm going with this? Mm-hmm. The one thing that we can do that we think will be a macro solver, but here's what you're not thinking of. When we dim the sun, if, if this is something we can really do, which scientists seem to think we can, by yeah. shooting particles into our atmosphere, we're not literally affecting the sun. We're affecting how much the sun gets to us. Here's the problem. It's already proven, like any ecosystem scientist could tell you this, like a biologist. You change the temperature by a half degree, and you will change an ecosystem. Significantly. And if you thought the degree we've gone up in the last 150 years, by average, changed ecosystems, and you don't think that by changing it back artificially won't change more, then you're fooling yourself. You're still making an artificial change to the natural order.
1: Yeah. And I mean, literally, there's natural things that happen that kind of help correct a lot of change that humanity or animals cause. Um, I mean, you get droughts, you get tornadoes, you get monsoons, um, you get forest fires. I mean, literally, all these things just happen naturally and kind of help with the resetting of where we're at. And so again, I just, I'm more hesitant. I know that we can, uh, also like shoot up particles that can help cause rain in like dry areas and stuff. And it's like, I don't know if you want to do that either. Cause it's going to affect on down the road. Yeah. Here's
0: the problem with that. You don't get to control how much rain, the the environment whips up Mm -hmm. so you change the temperature by a half a degree or a degree and some places that aren't used to getting rain might get a lot of rain like a lot of rain and flooding might happen in places that don't usually flood then what like every every little small change you make it's like the what was that movie the butterfly effect yeah like every little change you make like in in a sense the climate is really that delicate ecosystems are really that delicate And Uh, if I'm like PETA, I'm against this idea. I'm like, no, 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 no. You can't do that. You're liable to kill off whole species just by doing that. Trying to do something you think's a good thing.
1: So I don't remember what uh, this documentary was. I want to say it was on Netflix. Will Smith narrated it. I don't remember if it was Planet Earth or something along those lines. But he, like, the first episode talks about, like, uh, this barren, salty desert in the middle of Africa, and like wind, uh, blowing up all this sand and debris, mm. and it actually is like, uh, tons and tons of dead remains of uh ancient uh, sea creatures that. Died there when it was underwater, and like it, it getting blown around the world helps. When it rains, it creates more nutrient rich soil in like the Amazon, and it's like oh, so all this stuff actually works for the benefit of everything else.
0: Yeah, pretty much anything that's ever been alive and is decomposed turns into all the all these resources that we need, oil like that's basically what oil is is like old life that is decomposed that i mean it's interesting how all that works that there's like this not only an ecosystem of life like on the surface but it appears that the earth itself is alive sometimes you know what i mean like the yeah. whole the whole earth is like it's this ecosystem and it's interesting when you look at it like that because then you know it you start leaning towards this intelligent design of like oh by the way everything in creation tends to be this mathematical equation where if you move the dial you know we're talking millimeters just little bits here then like you go from a full lush life-giving earth like if you move the earth on its on its orbit just a little bit then it goes from that to nothing nothing could survive here and when you see creation as this very exact thing, then you'll you'll start to see that like, hey, we probably shouldn't meddle with that. Yeah. So scientists have this idea of shooting particles into our atmosphere to block the sun's rays. Like it's almost like an artificial, uh, mi- more minor volcanic eruption, right? Yeah, because that's where they learned about the like, hey, I wonder if we could do that and control it. Now, here's the problem. There's no governing authority for it. So if they find the technology to do that, any country could just do that without checking it over with other countries. And like, so say um, Spain, I'm just grabbing countries out of thin air because I wanted one close to the equator. Spain says, hey, you know what? It's too hot here. Climate change is really you know, kicking us in in when we're down and we need to change something. So they have the technology to shoot something into the atmosphere to block some of the sun's rays, but they can't really control it because it just goes into the atmosphere, right? Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, uh, it makes it, you know, f- five degrees cooler in Spain, but it also makes it five degrees cooler in Norway, which turns out it's too cold and all of a sudden all the people living there can't grow crops because of what Spain did. You see what I'm saying? Like there's no controls for it.
1: Oh yeah. And which there are already governing bodies that you question their their bioethics to begin with and uh their humanity for other nations that aren't them. And so yeah, this technology could be catastrophic.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting because this is a contentious issue and like they're trying to combat climate change which you think would give them natural allies over on that progressive side but there has been an instance where scientists there was a group of scientists who had it ready to go and were actively attempting to try the idea out and it was shut down with activist groups writing letters uh, uh, To the UN that Greta Thunberg even signed So you have people who are climate change people who are like don't do This
1: I was going to say I wonder what Greta's opinion Of this is and now I
0: know yeah so it's interesting because it's causing Different divisions right like even some people Well I was I was glad that some of those people were on that side Because it tells me they're using logic they're saying hey We've already manipulated the natural workings of the earth allegedly, right? Mm -hmm. By putting so much chemicals and whatever into the atmosphere. Let's not keep manipulating. It stands to reason that we'll just make it worse.
1: Yeah. And there are entities, uh, bigger companies that are trying to have a, a zero carbon footprint and have plans to shift to that, in which if there's some big polluters out there that are moving that direction, then it seems to be reasonable that within a relative short time frame for the planet Earth that oh, it would go back to the way it was 50 years ago or a hundred years ago or yeah.
0: My personal idea is, which is, you know, um, influenced by my faith is that there is nothing we can really do that could, that could really like kill the earth. Oh, God could make things go away. Um, but we're, I think as humans we're being a little egotistical to think that we could greatly affect the goings on of the planet. I think it's just our—that's our own egotistical nature, our hubris to think that we could, um, that we could do something that would greatly damage the Earth. Uh, I think we can. I think we can change things, which I think you're—you, it's possible we're seeing. Um, but I don't think, I—I I think the the level of effect we could have is what I disagree with, mainly. Just try
1: to be good stewards of the right earth and of the resources you have
0: we are called to be good stewards and so i agree with like trying to lessen our effects on the environment like hey we should be be not be aware of what we do to the environment that should be a thing we do anyways it's interesting stuff keep keep the term solar geoengineering on your radar if you see that check it out because that's it's interesting what they're trying to what they're trying to theorize here All right, welcome back, Pop Culture Pastor Radio Show. Dave and Cody here. Cody, you
1: ever played Fortnite? No, I've had like a million kids
0: on my caseload that have. Yeah, I tried to watch someone playing Fortnite. Kind of made me ill. It's you know that first person stuff, and it mo- if it moves too fast, it sets off my motion sickness, and I just can't. I can't do it. Yeah, and so something like is there something about it if it's herky jerky too? Because I can play like Rocket League. Oh, yeah. And that doesn't bother me. But for some reason, man, I couldn't even watch Fortnite. It's just blah. Um, but apparently lots of, lots of youngsters don't have that problem. Um, I'm looking at a story here. A group of Canadian parents are suing US-based Epic Games over its massive Fortnite franchise, according to Deadline, claiming it makes children into gaming addicts who stop eating, sleeping, and showering. Um... I mean, my uh, like kids normally don't sleep and shower anyway. So two (laughs) of
1: them. Yeah, like I would add to the list of like it makes them do weird dances and movements in (laughs) real life.
0: I would say if they stop eating, that's that's a bad sign because my kids my kids haven't done that unfortunately (laughs) because they cost a lot of money. (laughs) Eat me out of house and home. Uh, But yeah, the BBC News was reporting a Canadian Supreme Court judge has now authorized the lawsuit filed against Fortnite's Epic Games by Quebec parents, and they claim that their gamers are severely dependent on the first-person shooter game, which has a worldwide audience of more than 80 million players.
1: Um, I would also venture to say, should you sue yourselves?
0: Well, I mean, okay. as a parent whose kids love video games, this is a really hard thing to do because um, once the technology becomes so it's like it's like having this discussion with adults and smartphones. Right. Yeah. How, How do you get rid of the smartphone at this point? Like without some sort of like someone snapping their fingers? It's like Pandora's box. So. In the, if 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 just getting rid of all technology is not an option, we've got to learn to live with it, right? Yeah, because but you the can, option is what moving your children out into the woods to live in a cabin, um, like where you can raise them that way outside of the world, and then you release them out of the world and they hate you for the rest of their lives.
1: You will learn to live off the grid and you will love it. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, and then they hate you for the rest of their lives, right? Like, but there's got to be a way.
1: I mean. There's also, like, setting limits and boundaries. Mm -hmm. Growing up, I had a Nintendo 64, and if my mom would have let me, I would have played on it all day and all night. Right. But my mom was like, you get 30 minutes um, to play this, and then you have to go outside for an hour. Yeah. And, like, she kicked me out, and then, like, I discovered my love of basketball was still there, and so I kept playing basketball, or I'd ride my bike, or...
0: Incidentally, Cody, a much better video game player than basketball player. This is true, though. (laughs) (laughs) Coordination happened,
1: or didn't happen. Did we
0: just give up on parental control? Did we, what is it we don't like? Because here's the thing is like when we tell um, my oldest son to stop playing video games, he's 10. Um, wait a minute. He might be a little older than that. I'm a little fuzzy. <laughs> I got four of them. I don't know when their birthdays are. I know when their birthdays are. I just don't know the year and all of them. <laughs> I know he's my second oldest child. He's like 11 maybe. Um, when I tell him, when we tell him to stop playing video games, that can result in a, a temper uh, tantrum oh yeah it can result in a blow up um but i know when we take away the video games for a certain amount of time it doesn't take long for him to to get over it and just get into other things like so what i'm saying is is like yeah you have to weather a little storm you do and i there's
1: some kids especially um i think kids that are legitimately addicted to video games kids that might be on the spectrum um Mm -hmm. or um a few other things that as a parent you kind of have to tell them hey 10 minutes and then the game has to go off for x amount of time and you can set a timer and it can be a thing that okay i gotta turn it off and get to a safe spot and we're good yeah um which Holy cow, like all the games now, besides like the ones that you're playing against people, um, like Fortnite, um, you can save. Yeah. Where like on the 64, I could not save every game.
0: Yeah, the good thing about games like Fortnite, um, Rocket League, where you're playing against other people, is generally a shorter game. You're talking 10 to 15 minutes to complete one game one thing so it's 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 easy to be able to say hey after this game let's take a break yeah and uh yeah that makes it okay but we'll we'll talk about this some more when we come back now cody you bring up an interesting point um you bring up an interesting topic because you said kids with that are on the spectrum Mm -hmm. and now we live in a time where more and more kids are like first of all let's get your opinion on something And this is just an opinion. This is not like professional thing. Okay. Do we have more kids on the spectrum now, or is it just we couldn't identify it before? Like, which do you think is, or is it both?
1: Honestly, um, opinion, not an expert. Right. Um, Of course. I I feel that it's a combination of both. Uh, (laughs) That there are some people, um, like in the '80s and '90s, and probably before then, that ah, if we had this diagnosis and had um, testing readily available and knew some of the best practices, it would have helped them out a lot as kids. Mm -hmm. But I do think that there seems to be a a growth of just volume as well. Mm -hmm. And I think that it... Yeah, it's a combo. It's a combo in yeah. my mind.
0: Yeah, so I asked that because like I want to um stop and also concede that like hey, this is difficult because for kids that are on the spectrum, a screen might be the one thing that's going to calm them down in the moment. Yeah. And as a parent, like I can identify with the parent who's stretched thin, who's doing everything they can to love their kid and says okay I need a break too so here's a screen and mm-hmm. then like so I can see how this can become an addicting thing for the kid or even for the parent to like to get a break
1: oh yeah like I'm not going to lie once finals are done I'm vegging out on <laughs> video games yeah. um but again Although it is kind of a coping skill. It's not a good one. And, um, as I get older, I know that I have to mix in other things. I can't do like the, we're going to do this from sun up till sundown. Like I used to be able to. Yeah. Well,
0: so I don't know how the law works in Canada. Um, but apparently the judge had to sign off on the lawsuit before they could move forward. Noise. And he uh, ruled that the lawsuit isn't frivolous or manifestly ill-founded. Uh, the court concluded that there's a serious issue to be argued, supported by uh, sufficient and specific allegations as to the existence of risks or even dangers arising from the use of Fortnite. And And let's, okay, so let's clear that up right away, though. Is it Fortnite? Is is like the game of Fortnite inherently bad? No. What did they, What did Epic Games do? They created a good game. They did. Um,
1: but like, wouldn't you have to include like the consoles and the tablets and everything else that allows that game to be purchased or be played on their platform?
0: I mean, I guess, yeah. Like, that's, where does it end? Well, that's what I'm saying is like, I mean, you're suing Epic Games and Fortnite because it's the biggest culprit. And yeah. I've and look, I've seen the stories. I've seen the stories of the kid who like was wearing a diaper or, you know, stopped eating, you know, because they didn't want to stop playing Fortnite, which, you know, uh, first of all, I have doubts that it was the game that started whatever the problem was. Oh yeah. Like to me that's denotes that there's a, a problem that was elsewhere uh, that it's not that the game was just the catalyst. Um but yeah, it's like what have you done but but made a good game that kids don't want to stop playing. So this isn't anything
1: new. Um honestly back when I was in high school um World of Warcraft was that generation's Fortnite, and even South park made an episode where they mocked uh, kids that would just go down into the basement. And when it come out mm-hmm. and just played world of Warcraft or wow, as the kids called it uh, <laughs> for um, months on end. And like, there's ways that you can stop that. Um, either cold turkey, remove all the electronics and deal with the repercussions for a little bit, but they'll just, or you can set limits and boundaries of like this is how much time you can invest in it. Um, So like there is some issue I have with some parents just because like I get it. Like we all have busy days and we all are trying to do things. But if you're trying to make the tablet or the console um, a parent or a babysitter, it's going to have consequences Mm -hmm. whether you want them or not. And so like books tend not to have as big of consequences or negative consequences, I should say um as opposed to the video games.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Um the judge uh kind of agrees with what we're going back and forth with here is that does he believe that Epic Games intentionally made Fortnite addictive? No. The judge said no, I don't think that. But he uh he added that this does not exclude the possibility that the game is in a fact in fact addictive. And that its designer and distributor um, could have known it, presumed to know it. He's saying he doesn't think that's what happens. He doesn't think that that's a thing, but he's not ruling it out. Could I sue Mountain Dew? (laughs) Because
1: that is addictive. (laughs) And they have to know it by now. I mean, literally, there's a mental health diagnosis of of caffeine addiction or caffeine use disorder.
0: Uh, Yeah, I saw a kid over the weekend. Who's in the intensive care because of too many energy drinks? And so, again, like
1: some of it has to be on us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But that factors back to that rolls back around into the thing we talk about a lot, which is we like to use society and our foundation and structure to try and absolve us of the consequences of our choices. Mm-hmm. We'll be back. <laughs> Um, Cody for what it's worth Epic Games the maker of Fortnite Familiar with it They have denied that the lawsuit has any validity Of course like as Naturally they would um, They have denied the validity of the lawsuit They said quote Parents can receive playtime reports That track the amount of time their child plays each week And require parental permission Before purchases are made We plan to fight this in court We believe the evidence will show that this case is meritless
1: um i will say that even if they didn't intend for it to be addicting they sure do like get all the sponsored athletes to come over and like make special skins and characters and uh things to continue to promote the game yeah like well then they're targeting
0: young people in their doing of it let's be really clear because you've brought up the most annoying part of this as a parent for me and for someone a lover of video games when i was a kid i loved video games now, our games were different. Like, listen, I spent a lot of hours playing The Legend of Zelda, the original on the Nintendo. As one does. Because we couldn't, we had to figure everything out ourselves. We didn't have, like, the internet to try and, you know, help us along. So we were just constantly playing it. But it was in the summertime, weekends, you know, like, when yeah. we had free time, we understood that we couldn't play it all night during school. And I don't remember it being a huge problem among me or my friends. Like, our parents would say, hey, you got to turn that off. We'd be like, okay. Like, it wasn't, I don't know whether it just wasn't something, there was something weird that's not going, it wasn't going on in our heads that is going on the heads now. I, I don't understand the concept of why it does seem, because I'm admitting it does seem to be a bigger problem today. Oh, yeah. But I don't look at Fortnite and go, oh, those awful evil people, because, listen, I played it. I don't have the urge to play it again. Yeah. Um,
1: I do think that part of it is that there is a lot more, Accessibility of electronics mm-hmm. um, versus even when I was growing up, there was still a ton of people that did not have consoles, tablets weren't a thing yet. Um, and now, I mean,
0: yeah, yeah, well,
1: after I graduated college and had my first youth pastor job. Literally, I had kids during our children's moment or children's sermon time say, oh, yeah, for Christmas, I got a tablet or I got a new iPhone. And they were like second graders.
0: <laughs> well, so, listen, OK, so this is something that gets harder with the m- amount of children you have, too, because mm-hmm. like, look, I have four children. They're separated by about 10 years from top to bottom. OK, and it's hard because the older ones have tablets they have phones right they yeah. do have that stuff and so my 4-year-old is exposed to this far before my kids were my other kids might have been exposed to it mm-hmm. because the older ones are using it and so it's like it makes parenting different you can't have the same rules because i'm just like like i don't want to have a a, a morose 4-year-old Because the older kids are playing with something he wants to play with. So, like, we have to balance this. Like, he plays on the tablet some. And you have to balance this somehow. It's like each kid is different. And I don't know. Yeah, it's sort of like a waterfall effect. Oh, yeah. Uh, But to go back to what we started about, it is really annoying, the whole uh, spending money within the Fortnite game. This annoys me more than anything else with my son. Because my son earns money. But then, you know, like we've kind of got control of it in an electronic sense. Yeah. Uh, because that's how you do it now. We use a green light, which is a kind of a cool app where the kids get when they're old enough, they can they get a, their own little debit card. Uh, but for now, financial responsibility, Yeah, I have control of his money. And I say control by just, you know, it's in an electronic, you know, and he's like, hey, I want to buy something on Fortnite. And it always makes me mad because I'm just like to change the way your character looks it doesn't have anything to do with the game why do you want to buy it why do you want to spend money <laughs> it bothers me
1: i want to look like lebron james <laughs> with wings
0: but it doesn't matter you don't get any extra special powers no nope. that was my first question it's like oh what do you get do you get something that makes you better in the game no it's just the way it changes the way you look it looks cool that is insanity um, i don't like it
1: Is this like our golden calf? Um,
0: I don't know. I don't know. That's a, it's a good question, but then it all goes back into this. Is it the game? Is it the tech? What is it? And if it is the tech, what do you do? Because it's not like we can snap our fingers and get rid of it. Mm. We got to figure out a way we have to figure out a way because I think there's a, there's a larger question here that we are not flourishing as human beings with smartphones the tablets the the just the bombardment of technology but we've also integrated society into it we can't like we live through these things now
1: i will say um that my wife and i together uh decide that we're just going to get rid of social media for at least 30 days
0: i noticed you haven't been very uh A beat about that. Um, (laughs) In which we
1: use social media completely different, my wife and I. Mm -hmm. Where, like, I guess my equivalent would be if my wife said, Cody, get rid of your Xbox. And I would be like, I pity the fool that thinks I'm getting rid of this. (laughs) Um, But, like, she has, we've only done it, like, four days. And she has commented on the amount of sleep the better quality of sleep she's getting mm. uh she feels less anxious less stressed um oh, and she just feels better because she's not getting all these messages she's not feeling the need to comment on everyone's post and uh to share her beliefs and opinions or to be worrying about this next big thing or whatever mm. and Yeah, there's definitely something to where we're at, our use of technology. And I really do think that when the Bible talks about having a Sabbath, it is important that we actually do have a real break from things.
0: Yeah. It's interesting that for some people it's just a bigger deal in your brain. Like um, uh, they, the law, the law firm that's bringing the lawsuit against Epic Games said that uh, Epic Games was the same thing as a tobacco manufacturer. They claim the legal responsibility is basically the same. Um, okay, so this goes back to me suing Mountain Dew. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> and it's weird that like, so there are certain things I've never had a problem with.
1: Mm-hmm. Like you
0: know, and and like I've smoked before I've had a cigarette in my lifetime, but I didn't, didn't, I had one, didn't like it moved on. Um, I've had an alcoholic beverage in my lifetime, not specifically something. I mean, I've had a few, but it wasn't something that like, was really something I needed in my life. Oh yeah. And I was able to give it up pretty easily and say, yeah, I'm probably never going to do that again when I became, um, a licensed minister. Cause that was part of, you know, my, um, organization's, you know, things I was going to give up. Your denomination strict, but at the same time, I'm an emotional eater. Yeah. Like there are certain things that I do struggle with and there's some things I don't struggle with. So it's interesting that like, I think some kids won't struggle with this. You tell them to stop playing Fortnite. They'll be like, okay, but Uh, some kids will. And I think there's, there's something to that as well.
1: Like, could I sue the makers
0: of garlic bread? (laughs) (laughs) it depends how bad it was, I guess. (laughs) Hey everybody, Dave here. What you have just listened to are bits and pieces of our radio show. We have a radio show on KFEX Firescape radio located in Chanute, Kansas. You can hear that show from noon to four every weekday so if you want to tune into that you can go to www.kfex931.com or you can search KFEX in your app store on your smartphone and find their totally free app there. If you're a fan of Christian music, you might like to listen to our live show at when you're at work or uh, if you're a stay-at-home mom and you're, you, you like music in the house, you may love to listen to that during the day. So give it a try. Um, we would also direct you to our podcast, Pop Culture Pastor. That's probably why you're listening anyways to this uh, version of what we do. As always, uh, subscribe to the podcast, follow us on our social medias on Facebook and Twitter. It helps us out when you share it, uh, when you review and and rate us on our podcast uh, homes. And of course, follow us on social media and share our stuff there. So thank you so much for listening. We love all of you guys so much. We have such a great community of listeners. And uh, we'll see you when the regular pod drops on Friday.